0: Hello and welcome to Confidently Wrong, a show by regular dudes talking with confidence about content we have no right to speak about with any kind of authority, but do it anyway. I'm Wesley Nakamura, and as always, I'm joined by award-winning director Brian Redondo and Savan Jones, aka Captain Vani. This is episode 103, and we bask in the glory that is the finale of The Last of Us Season 1. I'm confident that it's going to be the best show you've ever listened to. And well, hey, if it's not, you can always ask us for a refund. Incredible! Hello, gentlemen. Welcome back to our next episode, our newest episode, our latest episode. Oh, I can't wait! To this, talk about episode. This, one. this episode. This um, episode. Let's go. We're gonna talk about. The Last of Us, which I've been wanting to get back to, we just had the season finale. We are literally recording this at uh, 10.32 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. No, wait. Daylight Saving Time. Eastern Daylight Saving Time, which means the episode has been out for one hour and a half, and we spent an hour of that watching it, so we are getting the most up-to-date update.
1: Of this Hot show. off the press, man. Ooh, mm. We are this on is, this. Hopefully Sizzling. this will come
0: out tomorrow because I'm on spring break. So hopefully I'll have time to put it together. Gentlemen, you break good to see you. Hello. Before we jump into the finale. So we're going to definitely we're going to dive into the finale. Oh, my God. There's so much there. Um, any thoughts on the series in general, previous episodes, especially the more recent ones uh, where Joel was quite incapacitated. Savon, how are you feeling?
2: Yeah, man. Um, first of all, feeling great. Thank you for asking. I Amazing. Love, you know, <laughs> no Sunday to, scaries? You no, know, about all that. But that's a, a whole other thing. Uh, no, the Sunday scaries are perpetual. Okay. Now it's more like the Sunday just like acceptances. Gotcha. Is, we're, we're oh, there. I like that. Sunday the acceptances. S- the five
0: stages of grief. Yeah, <laughs> daily like, affirmation. Uh, I'm
2: here. Yeah, I'm at the acceptance piece at the end of the <laughs> night. All right. But yeah, these last couple episodes, I've... Uh, It's been fun. You know, I didn't expect them to make an entire episode based on the Last of Us DLC, you know, Left Behind, I think is what it was called. Oh, yeah. Uh, Just completely unexpected. And then that was another one of those. They adapted so many moments one to one, and it was a faithful reenactment. And again, they've been great about if you see the games, you're going to appreciate this. If you haven't seen the games, you're still going to appreciate this. And, you know, giving us some much-needed just Ellie backstory and characterization. Uh, just, I mean, just, it was nice to see that Bella Ramsey can hold her own as the lead without Joel and Pedro Pascal's, you know, veteran acting experience. You would think, oh, is he carrying the show? We got to see, no, is he doing his part? Yes. Is Bella Ramsey also doing her thing where, you know, the entire flashback and her friendship with her friend Riley all of the interactions with David the Cannibal and that entire awful situation and her fighting out of it. She can carry an episode and can act her ass off. And it wasn't something that I had doubts about, but just seeing it in front of me was very reassuring, especially you know, I guess we'll talk more about what we expect for the next season, but uh those two episodes were a very good sign.
1: Yeah, Grogu can't hold down his own episode. <laughs> Ellie yeah, sure can.
2: The language facilities for Grogu just aren't quite there, you know. I think Ellie has a much, in many regards, better way with words, or worse way with words, depending on who you're asking or who she's talking to. Um, Ellie and Riley's
0: episode—I don't—I think that was eight, maybe seven or eight. Seven, seven. Honestly, I feel like that was one of my least interesting episodes. The one that oh. I just was not as invested in compared to much of the other ones. And I think because you know, I'm I'm super invested in how the story is progressing the main story like Joel and Ellie on their adventures and that one didn't quite have as much tie into the the current day stuff. Obviously, by the end we're starting to see the connection between, you know, Riley telling her to keep going and her, her deciding to keep going with Joel and to save her every moment and to try and make it work as long as you possibly can. Um, so I understand like the function of it. I think that episode though, just dragged on a little bit too long. I thought it could have been just a little bit more. Um, and I don't know why, maybe there was just something like missing there for me personally. Um, and I, I was just like, let's get yeah, back to heart. Joel. <laughs> let's just get mm. back to the Joel and Ellie story. Um, Not that I didn't appreciate it. It's still a really good episode. I just thought of the episodes, that was probably the one that I was like the most like, oh, let me check my phone a little bit here and there. Um, And in none of the other episodes. Wow. Yeah, none of the episodes have been (laughs) like that. So I just want to say that. And then the next episode, episode nine with David and that whole group. Holy cow. That was a phenomenal like trip. The whole thing was just like had me just gripping the edge of my couch just seeing what happened next like unraveling this mystery of of who david is and you know how he was going to be helpful and then it turns out he's not very helpful at all like this guy was just uh kind of a menace um you know in the big a jo- bowl yeah almost a joker character in in some ways right like he kind of represents himself in one way and and it turns out like he's just an unreliable narrator like this man just really just wanted some uh wanted the the lust of blood and and uh power and and rape and all of this stuff so that episode was was incredible um what a way to like have set you up for the for the finale so it was pretty cool
1: right oh man i i can't believe you felt that way about episode seven left behind r.i.p riley like yeah quite did you were you not into all of the chemistry and tension between the two characters All the headbutting about whether or not the fireflies were good. And then and then that climactic moment when they both realize that they're bit and they deal with it in completely opposite ways. Like that was just such a heart wrenching moment. I don't know. I don't like I don't know how that did not speak to you, Wes, like come on it's, like teen romance it's, You're built dude, for that. Dude, it's the
2: defining element of ellie's character her entire character arc is feeling abandoned in survivor's guilt and this is literally the kickoff of that it ties into what happened in this most recent episode where she opens up to joel about the first person she killed right like that wasn't they even it's very clear that all of her motive and you know I don't know, dog. That episode, I feel like retroactively got even better with how they tied it into the finale because it made made you feel... It made you understand where Ellie's coming from a lot more in a way that the game just didn't quite do. Right, because it was
1: a DLC, and you play the DLC after you've already completed the first game. Mm -hmm. So by them tacking it on to the story when Joel is injured, I... I felt, I agree with you, Savan. It, it added a lot of depth to that backstory and, you know, gave a sense of urgency to what Ellie was up to while Joel was out. Yeah, now y- on, the, um, go ahead, Savan.
2: Actually, no, 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 you got it. Cause I, we'll talk about this when we get into the actual episode.
1: So I, I wanted to switch back over to uh episode eight with David and the cannibals. Ooh, uh, sounds band, like a new band. Yeah. F- their next <laughs> album forthcoming, uh, <laughs> It's called Ellie's Delicious. Yes. And, and so I you know, I thought that was that was like a very tense episode. It was devilish and all of that. I actually think that for me, maybe that was a little bit of a weaker episode. Really? Um just because of you know the turn that David makes. In the story you know in the game it, it makes sense a lot because you're you know you're suddenly thrust into ellie's shoes you're playing ellie and then in that level right it's basically a level of the game there's there's a huge boss fight at the end and it's with david in the burning building and he's coming after you and he's all sneaking you got to figure out a way to one-up him and stab him <laughs> basically stab him he's impossible lot. to kill yeah, it. I remember being very frustrated at that point in the game because it's difficult. When that got translated into the episode, though, you know, like him going from a ambiguously a moral or morally ambiguous leader of another group of human survivors, uh, and then suddenly doing this hard heel turn into not only cannibal, but he's also just like a child predator rapist, like all of the above, you know, some guy who just loves violence,
2: every bad uh, like, thing, every bad quality.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like almost like every villainous trope you could throw at somebody <laughs> all onto one character in the scope of one episode. It just, it just felt like a little too much. Um, however, you know, that episode does stick the landing uh, when Ellie saves herself and, and then thrust herself in, into the arms of Joel and you get the uh, baby girl. At, I got you. <laughs> like, yeah. Which is phenomenal moment. So, uh, but yeah. So for me, episode eight, penultimate episode to the season, maybe maybe a little on the shakier end. Right. Mm. I, I think I, I wow. wanted something else at that point. You know,
2: I think I agree with Brian. I think it, it gets more entertaining from a visceral standpoint, but... In terms of just, okay, what does it actually do for the story? It doesn't do nearly as much. Like, you don't get it twisted. It does important things to show Ellie needs to be self-sufficient and she has to solve her own problems. But you're right. The whole... This felt like something that was right out of the post-apocalyptic movie just like playbook bingo board it's like oh it's the end of the world (laughs) okay somewhere someone's practicing cannibalism whether it's fallout whether it's walking dead whether it's world war z yeah any type of end of the world thing some people are like all right we're just gonna start eating people so i agree it was a good episode from a raw entertainment value but i don't think it brought anything new to the table from the genre that we haven't already seen which isn't a bad thing but that's what I appreciated more about the Left Behind episode. Like you don't get that type of character, you know. I enjoyed it the same reason I enjoyed the Bill and uh what was it Bill and Ted episode, but you know, a little bit different. <laughs> I wish
1: there was a Bill and Ted episode. Oh, dang it. It wasn't Ted. It was uh, Keanu Reeves just Come on, somebody, come, in on, the phone somebody. Booth. come on, somebody help me out. Somebody Frank, help me out. Frank. Frank.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> appreciate
1: you. Wow. It was good Stallions. for that.
2: Like it was good for that reason, but even more cuz it was about like Ellie's character development, but you know, it doesn't take away from it, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm glad I'm on the same side as Highbrow Brian. Interesting. No, I
0: I really loved especially the ending. But, I mean, the whole thing was just like it was just a slow turn until you just saw more and more and more about how dangerous this situation was. And we know that the season is coming to an end. We know that Ellie needs to survive. We just don't know how it's going to happen. We think that Joel's going to save her. He's, he doesn't. She ends up saving herself, but in the process loses herself. And that has huge ramifications for like her relationship with Joel. And that's how we open when we finally see them in this episode, we see that she's completely traumatized and she has, she's having a hard time connecting with Joel. All of that is because of the things that she went through in this previous episode. And it's clearly been some time, right? They're no longer in the snow. They're still walking, and she's still having to process all of these things, and she just is having a hard time, like, reconnecting back into real life or, or what the, the world that's in front of her. And that, I mean, I feel like that probably makes sense. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychologist. I, don't, I haven't done any research on this. But for sure, right, you're going to so have trust periods. You. Yeah, not at all. But you're going mean, to.
2: Trust me, bro. Yeah.
0: <laughs> It it makes sense, right? I mean, if you're if we've been through like trauma informed, you know, whatever, responsiveness and teaching and stuff, right? There's gonna be moments where people who have been through trauma are gonna like disconnect from what's in front of them for a minute, right? They're they're gonna have a hard time dealing with with something that's present because their their brain is focusing on other things, you know, at certain times. And so that to me was like, wow, like this is really gonna like put a wrench into things. And it did. I mean, they're they're really having a hard time actually connecting throughout this whole last episode and i think that's probably why my wife was like wow that was so unsatisfying and i think part of it is because they were having a hard time connecting i mean obviously the ending is also why it was unsatisfying for her um but we'll get there so clearly we're talking about spoilers in uh (laughs) in the show if you haven't figured that out we're definitely spoiling things but now we're going to spoil the finale so for the finale we get um a pretty amazing intro and something we haven't seen in the games uh, featuring Ashley Johnson as the actress who's playing Anna, the mom of Ellie. Um, and it turns out this connection is also that Ashley Johnson voiced Ellie in the Last of Us video game. So people were looking forward to seeing that. Um, <clears throat> and we get some just really cool, like lifted straight from the game scenes from the show or in the show. What moment did you connect with? What stood out to you? What did you enjoy? Brian, take us through this finale. What What was it all about for you?
1: Well, you know, for me, the the entire season, really, all the standout moments to me have been the ones I've never experienced before. So basically where the TV adaptation is taking a sharp turn away from the source material and inventing something new, giving us something meaty to sink our teeth in. And so <laughs> I think in. our teeths, uh, teeths, our tooths. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, seeing, seeing Ashley Johnson play Ellie's mom, I, I mean, that, that was fantastic. I did not see that one coming at all. Did you recognize
0: either. her from anything else?
1: I do, because she played the little girl in the 80s sitcom Growing Pains, which I used to watch, and she basically looks exactly oh. the same as she did back then. Um, So, yeah. Which
0: one is Growing Pains? Uh, Kirk Cameron?
1: You, you know Robin Thicke? His dad. <laughs> Alan yeah, yeah, Alan Thick, Alan Thick, yeah. yeah. Who wrote the theme song "Growing Pains"? Use that at bar trivia next time. Oh, Kirk Cameron, that show. Yeah, uh, Kirk Cameron, who's now like a super Christian religious evangelist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, don't watch any of his movies anyway. Yeah. But watch Ashley Johnson; she she's fantastic. Uh, I love this cameo for her, and what was great about her giving birth to Ellie was we actually, we got a little bit of an explanation, more of an explanation for why Ellie could possibly be immune to the At least a hypothesis, right? A hypothesis, right? There's yeah. a, you know, obviously there's no confirmation in the world. Um, but I think the speculation is enough to help the audience understand, you know, what is going on and why they believe in her. And also why Marlene had a connection to Ellie, was willing to, you know, go through certain hoops to get her to Salt Lake City. Um and also why it's hard why it was hard for Marlene later. I I think all of that connective tissue added more nuance to the story. Uh so I really appreciate that they gave us that. Uh and, you know, there are a few other things that uh maybe you guys are gonna talk about. Sev? Oof.
2: Yeah. So this of- being a
1: short episode, this had a lot in it
2: yeah i mean because it was all very meaningful i mean we talked about how we've talked in previous episodes about how sometimes for a show you just gotta let it breathe if you've done the part you need to done and told the story you need to tell let it (laughs) in don't make it don't make it longer than it needs to be like let it you know do what you gotta do uh i think i mean one i love the giraffe scene being lifted straight out giraffe scene was always one of my favorites seeing the giraffe seeing you know sad ellie turn back into like a kid again and kind of reclaim some of that innocence was dope because you can kind of see joe lean into it a bit too which was uh which was fun i mean i'm gonna co-sign everything with brian about just having that different scene i think what i enjoyed the most in just the episode in general was uh they not to say that they poorly characterized marlene or anything but man marlene was great in this episode you really get a feeling of that sense of responsibility and weight that she carries and it does a much better job of, to your point, when you think about Joel's decision, I think the game had a much more one-sided portrayal of it just by virtue of you playing so much from only his perspective. Right. And I think these outside perspectives you get in the show really does paint his decision. I mean, we're going to talk about his decision, but it's going to paint it in a light that honestly is less marred by you being the person who controls him throughout the game. Because a lot of people, you know, I think sympathize with him in a way. I'm like, are you tripping? Or did we play the same game? I guess you played us (laughs) in the whole time. So you overly relate with them. So Mm. really, uh, yeah, really enjoyed that. But the big thing I also enjoyed was because when we talked about this a little bit in the pre-show, right. Of in the game, the parts leading up and a lot of this, there's a lot of action in this last sequence that I'm getting to meet the fireflies. And all of that is pretty much cut out. Like there's an entire raging water scene and people almost drown. And there's a, It's a whole thing. They cut all that out and you just get Joel emotionally opening up. And (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't, I was not ready. Yeah, I was not ready for that in the slightest. And it was, it was great. You know, they've done a great job of giving us character, really good character moments to fill in for the action that they decided they were going to actually cut a lot of this out for the sake of a better story.
1: Hey, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, to, I mean, but the game doesn't mention Joel's suicide attempt,
2: right? No, it's completely new, I think. I was
0: going to say, I don't remember that, but that's not reliable because I have, don't remember anything. So
2: you know, I think that's new, <laughs> the scar thing, because they don't really talk about his scar or the hearing thing in the games either. I, don't, uh... mm. I think kudos to the writers, and I don't know
0: if it was one writer or many writers that kind of got through this, but... That conversation between Joel and Ellie, they did a really good job of not being on the nose with it, right? So they just kind of let them say something and then they leave it up to you as the watcher, as the viewer to sort of fill in a few of the blanks based on their reactions, based on their breathing, based on their looks that they're giving each other. And I think that's really hard to do, right? It's so it's so easy as someone who's just like, who can like I can write competently but like if i was writing a creative short story i would probably write you know i didn't kill anybody it was you who saved me you know it was blah blah blah. but like you know (laughs) i want to see that version (laughs) it's too you know that would just be too much like too cheesy and too much too unrealistic i think and not dramatized and not letting not respecting the the ability or the like the want desire of the viewer to actually think and interpret for themselves and the writers did a really good job, and, and maybe it was just Mason who wrote this episode, but did a really good job of just giving us enough and then letting us fill in all of the things around it based on what we know about them. I thought that was really cool. Um and the thing that stood out to me in this episode, like or the thing that I was like probably most uh bothered by in a good way, like bothered by in the in the show, was Joel lying Joel lying to Ellie afterwards. Right, like he, in some ways, he lacked the courage to tell her, "This is what happened. This is what I did, and this is why I did it." And he's he takes the like quote unquote easy way out and tells her, you know, like, "Oh, the raiders came. Uh, I just barely got you out. There was no actual it's cure." here a bad lie. It, yeah, it's so it, yeah. yeah. And I was there just were just dozens like, so of mad. you who were
1: immune. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but they
0: gave up. And. Oh, it was just like and it makes sense and I think that's one of the brilliant moves that the the game made and that the show is making is like Ellie deep down knows that he's lying and for sure this is something that you know we know there's going to be a season two that they can explore and the game explored this the second game explored this in great detail Um, but man just it was so easy for him to lie even though he had just said you're the reason I'm excited to like see tomorrow i mean the reason that i'm like able to get up in the morning is because you're here and then this man just straight up lied to a 14 year old girl without even batting an eye you know to protect himself to protect her image of him and i know that parents do that sometimes and that and people Mookie do that. her
2: life do like on the me? slick yeah
1: yeah yeah, her life. Like, advocate. Know,
0: yeah
2: yeah in fairness you know i i don't disagree with you but he saved her life you know and he she said wanted that, her though. to or not
0: right but he could have said that he could have said like or you know could have, it, he, could, he could have implied it you know if we're saying that he doesn't have to be on the nose with it but um you know when she says how's marlene or did she, you know is marlene okay and he doesn't answer she knows something's wrong like she knows he saw her he knows that she knows she's not okay you know and so she's like well you wouldn't have known that she's not okay unless you were involved in that so um,
1: she probably woke up when he fired the gun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was like well, in she, his arms. Well, she as was she, out. As he's killing well, either, she way. was pretty far out. But yeah, yeah either I mean,
1: way, when
2: she woke up, it's just clear like none of this is adding up. Like, you know, it doesn't take. Yeah. She's not a, a dumb dumb. She right. can piece together. Even if she doesn't know the, the explicit details, she can recognize this added up. She but right now, does she need to she needs lie to, to herself, die. too, so that
0: her non-sacrifice... Wasn't yes. for nothing. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. So she's gonna yes. have to lie to herself too. So yes. I mean, it's such no. a brilliant move. And yet it was so aggravating, right? Because as a as a watcher, you're like, ah, why are you lying like this? Just tell her the truth. Like it's so much worse that you're lying about it and you're lying in such a, like a weird way. Like there's just like I thought the obvi- line
2: was the most realistic part.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so
2: super realistic. It it was just, I was just like I guess yeah. the part I, that's the part I understood the most. I was like, yo, Oh, 100%. Everything else, I was like, that was the part I was like, okay, well, I guess if there's one thing you're doing, then I agree with this lying. The rest of it is, uh, like, you know, I cannot. You get agree down with, with this. him
0: lying, or you agree that he would have lied in the scenario? I agree. Lying was the right thing for him to do. You think so? <laughs> oh, Absolutely. I think, I think he should have said what it was. I think, like, she would have understood. As she wouldn't have been mad, but she would have understood. And, like, part of the reason that he's. Going through this is like you. They didn't. The Fireflies didn't give her a choice, right? They didn't let her choose her own fate. They didn't let her choose what was going to happen. But then he just turns around and does the exact same thing. He doesn't choose. He doesn't let her decide. Like, so, so to this continue push this back. thing with him, you know. So again, like both of them. Ah, uh, you know. It's just like this is real life, and these are the tensions that happen, and these are the things that that are going to happen. So uh, I don't know. I just thought that was just such a brilliant move, and like was crazy as a watcher you're like why why did you do that joel like you're just setting yourself up for failure here
1: every well, time think- you say watcher i think you're a watu <laughs> right? looking down on planet earth <laughs> what a viewer
0: audience member audiencer.
2: i mean i think I the like show it. went out of its way to drive the point home that joel was like was less sympathetic in his actions because i know it tries to make it feel like oh it can go one way or another but Just from how we've seen Ellie characterized, we know what she... Like, Marlene even calls him out for. Like, the elephant in the room is that, is she not being given a choice? Yes, that's true, and that is... Maybe Joe has a point, but Marlene calls it out herself of, yo, we all, and us, the people watching the show, we all know that Ellie would absolutely sacrifice her life if it meant being able to cure this plague. Like, from what we've seen with her character... Again, you know the situation with Sam and Henry destroys her. It goes back to the episode uh, Left Behind with Riley. She even spells it out to Joel. From what we know about Ellie's character, and again, Joel and Ellie have this connection. So this is not like a oh Joel doesn't know this about Ellie. Joel absolutely understands this about her. That's what makes it this. That's what makes it really, com- I mean, complicated, but less complicated is that he kind of does does it for more selfish reasons. Because, you know, and. I don't know what's the space for us to talk about this, but the best thing the episode did was to kind of give us context that Marlene did carry a much heavier burden than Joel. And she was willing to make have more resolve than Joel was, because honestly, she really did have a stronger, tighter, longer connection with Ellie than Joel possibly could.
1: And she's de facto caretaker, right?
2: Yeah. Like she's had, you know, I don't I know. I don't agree with that. I mean th- dude, she knew her It's longer, life. but I don't she, think it's deeper. I
1: she has more of like a set responsibility, whereas Joel Yeah, is but she wasn't with of her, her day for to day a few months.
0: And she was never with her day to
1: day. Yeah, but that but doesn't mean never, that she's not responsible for her. No, she's yeah.
0: responsible, but to say that her relationship is more than what Joel's is, I don't think that's true. Like you
1: There's just not a replacement replacement
0: for spending every day with somebody and and they were spending months and months together, you know, on the road. So I don't I don't agree with that. I think Joel's by the time we get to the end, we're fully understood that their connection to each other is now very similar to a father daughter um, relationship. And so for and that's never what Marlene's was. Marlene was maybe an aunt but an aunt in a different state, right? Like for all, Ellie never met Marlene before,
2: you know, Riley died. Okay, here's a here's a, here's a better way. I'll, I'll try and put it this way. You know, Joel, Ellie was almost like Joel's emotional support child that helped him become, you know, be able to learn to care and love again. And that's nice and dandy. But that is just a very different type of relationship than somebody who was there from the moment you were born had to actually execute your mother who they were lifelong friends with, carries the burden of now having to take care of this child of your best friend. Well, she doesn't and then take ultimately care of having I mean she she's the reason she's alive and you know, okay. I mean I think but she everyone she gives her to fedra Yeah, and gives Ellie a life that allows her to be fed, taken care of in a relatively safe place. You know, that's a that's a pretty good deal considering where things were gonna go with Ellie when we saw in the beginning of the episode, you know. I don't think that, you know, I think that really is meant to drive home like, hey, Marlene did like even if you know, even if Marlene is not a, a seen or appreciated character in the same way. She really did do everything for Ellie, including setting up to her. My, my point more so is that Joel's ultimate connection with her felt like it was it, I think it was framed as being a bit more selfish than Marlene's, which had equal levels of emotional investment but she was willing to make the hard call for the greater good. And I think it kind of shows that, you know, both of them care deeply, but one was willing to do what was for the greater good. And I do think that just when you get down to it, I don't know. I value Marlene. I rec- I think Marlene is right when she said this is as hard. This is harder for me than it is for you, Joel. Like when she kind of says that, I completely agree.
1: I love this characterization of Ellie as Joel's emotional support dog
2: i mean that's like that's what it is it's a I mean, service Joel, dog it, that he
1: can't get rid of <laughs> i mean
2: that's what it comes down to like ellie helps joe to learn to live and learn to love again and all that stuff and that's good for joe and helping him open up but he was literally willing to throw away mankind's cure because he couldn't let that go and i'm like yo that is a you know that is going from caring about something to caring about it in a destructive way again that's what makes it, the ending so compelling and good but I think the show was a lot less ambiguous about that than the game was. The show makes it clear, like, you know, that's why they added in the suicide attempt thing. It really shows, you know, you know what? I think what made me sympathize a little bit less with Joel this episode was at the end when they're walking in the hills after all of this. Joel has just broken what is the most devastating news to Ellie, thinking about her survivor's guilt, this whole journey everything she's been through. She talks about all this awful stuff. It can't have been for nothing. She's sad, even regardless of like her not knowing all the stuff or the lie or whatever, that aside, she's sad because they've gone through this ridiculous journey. And what she, and you know, she's watched all these people die and she thought, Oh, I could have done something about it. And now she can't. And Joel is like whistling when Dixie would have pep in his stuff, <laughs> reminiscing about his daughter telling stories. You would have liked her. And it's just like, dog, read the room. This girl <laughs> is devastated and you are happy as a clam because you get to have the satisfaction of, you know, he knows the truth and he's able to maybe live with it because he ultimately gets what he wants, but it's not empathetic at all to the situation Ellie's been through the lie aside the fact that he's just all whistling when Dixie in the woods, hey, I can teach you how to play guitar. I'm like, dog, this is, you don't see this girl sad as hell because she wanted to save people. And it's not like Joe wouldn't have known that throughout the story. Cause she talks about Sam and Henry and, you know, it's not lost on him that she wants to, she, she takes pride in this idea that she could be a potential cure. She really leans into that. So I don't know, man. I thought Joe effed up. I think, Definitely. I'm I'm 100% agreeing with
0: you. I think the only thing I would like add on a layer is I think partly he's doing the like happy, not happy, the the, like, let me tell you about Sarah, blah, blah, I think you'd like her. I think he's also trying to cheer her up. He knows that she's sad. He knows that she's still dealing with the stuff from David, still dealing with the stuff from like what happened in St. Louis or uh, Salt Lake. And so he's trying to find a connection point because she sort of shut him off, right? She's kind of closed down a little bit or a lot of it. Um, And so he's trying to like find a way in to break her down, to break down her defenses or break down the walls that she's put up again. So, I mean, I get why he was doing that. And I agree with you 100% that like he's missing the point that she's really upset about like what happened and that she feels like, they made this whole trek. It gave her life purpose that she was going to be the reason for the cure. And yet it didn't happen either because what she probably suspects is that he didn't let her, which is what happened. Right. Or because the fireflies couldn't do it. Um, And in, in either case, she feels that letdown that you're talking about. So, um,
1: you know, dad of the year. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Joel. I mean, what else are you supposed to do as like a dad, right? Like, you're not just going to let her like wallow forever.
2: So read the read the room is what you do. That man was not reading the room. <laughs> yeah, Well, I
0: mean it also wasn't like the very next day, you know, like it had been, you know, a, a, some amount of time.
2: Well, the thing is, I'm talking about her sadness, not in reference to the stuff that happened in the previous episodes. I'm talking about her sadness at the very end in the last scene yeah, yeah yeah no but it had been co-
0: some time she had clothes again she was like fully awake like the drugs have worn off this wasn't like two hours later that she was dealing with this this was maybe a day or two or three something yeah, like cause that they
2: drove into the car broke down
0: yeah so i mean it, it'd been a, some time and so maybe he thought like okay now's the time like let me try and cheer you up and uh, it wasn't working. She wasn't buying it. She was not buying what he was selling. Let's get into, then, what we're really... What Savannah's is really get into, which is we finally get to see things go kind of haywire. Uh, we get to see Joel do his... Uh, boy, I don't even know what to call it, man. That man turned into freaking Hitman. Rambo. Rambo? Yeah. yeah. Rambo, I think Rambo. Amando. John Wick.
2: Um, Mando. <laughs> <laughs> so...
0: I think we should just get into Joel. So let's jump down to the last question. Are you agreeing with Joel's? How do we feel about Joel's choice to basically rampage through the hotel and massacre everyone in the hopes of saving Ellie from this procedure um, that Marlene tells him about? Sav, I think we have a sense of where you're going. So let's go to Brian first and then maybe we'll get Sav's input.
1: A little I mean, it's coloring. the exact right move for the game and for the TV show. Joel has to Joel has to do this. I mean, to me like this ending, Joel going on a rampage, sacrificing the world for his own needs and then lying to the person he loves about it is precisely what makes The Last of Us so memorable. It's it's exactly why it's had such a cultural impact, you know, when it first came out and i'm I'm certain people are gonna be talking about this for a while, right uh now that the show has kind of blown up uh and I think At it' until re-
0: succession comes out next week <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah, we'll be talking about it for six days
1: <laughs> i think it I think it actually like really ties the whole world together um you know it's it's one of depravity uh where humans are a greater threat in a lot of instances than the the zombies, the, the cordycep infected folks. Uh, and it's it's really about humans and how they're struggling to get on and survive uh and the the types of evils that they put each other through. Uh and so, you know, I think, you know, Joel rampaging through the hospital, you know, it like it's the ending we we deserve. It's not the one that we need. It's not the one that people want. Like everybody wants the the rainbow ending right like oh my god they saved humanity like no (laughs) like that (laughs) that is not on a
2: sheep farm
1: yeah yeah like like nobody's gonna have the happy ending in this um and i i think that's the you know i hate to say lesson but it's kind of like the ethos of the show uh and so you know him taking that away not only from ellie but also the audience uh you know is is going to be the thing that, you know, makes us rethink about everything else that happened, right? About like what, what was, what exactly was important in this? Was it the fact that Ellie could be a cure or was it the fact that, you know, she and Joel found a bond together that was threatened? And what are people going to do when something like that is threatened? Right. Um, So like we think about, I think Henry and Sam is a, is a great uh analogy or parallel to Joel and Ellie. Henry in my one I think one of my favorite moments of the entire season was when he's sitting down with Joel and saying like, "Hey man, am I the bad guy? I did bad guy things. That makes uh, me the bad guy. Does that makes me the bad guy, but I did it, you know, for my brother, right? And you have somebody who you take care of so what are you gonna do right and you know we see joel pretty much take the same route that henry did
2: kathleen uh, too remember kathleen with the she, the whole stuff because she was beefing with henry and sam over her brother like you know we've seen yeah. this
1: whole what yeah, yeah. Do so for
2: your loved ones exactly extremities type deal this is not new
1: yeah, yeah so it i it's it's the ending that we needed and i I worry, though, that a lot of uh, TV watchers out there are going to feel cheated by this. So they're going to be feel very disappointed. My mom, I watched the sh- I watched the finale with my mom. And as soon as the credits roll, she's like, ah, that's it. I didn't like that. And I, you know, I have a feeling a lot of people are going to feel the same way. Yeah. Um but I can't imagine. It's real because it's
2: not. It's yeah. It's like, oh, you, whatever. Because you after the. Even though, even once you get even through the second season slash next game, it's like, whatever you thought you were about to get, it's not what you're not about to get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever you think yeah, just you're, then about, you're not about to get it. Way. You thought you was upset. You thought you was unsatisfied now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 this is the way this yeah, is the, the that's way. the most
2: realistic part about the show I'm like oh you just oh nah but this is how like real life is things are not clean they're unsatisfying and sometimes bad people do bad things and that's just it I don't, that's
0: <laughs> man I I remember a little bit about how I felt playing the game and because you're playing as Joel for most of the game I really did feel like, man, this is something I got to do. Like, I got to go save Ellie. I got to do this. Like, there's no way that this is right. Y'all weren't even trying to find another way to, like, get this cure together. You just straight up and you denied, a, you know, Ellie a, a voice in in making that choice. And I know that she's a child, so she can't really, like, make that choice. But, like, we learned that she's kind of adult-ish you know, and so maybe she could have had some input there and they just trade up. Didn't even like consider it. They were like, not we're sacrificing you. Um, and and, and I do want to point out that this was, (laughs) this was not a guarantee, right? There was no guarantee that they were going to come out with the treatment. That wasn't what they said. They said, we think we can find something here that'll help us. We think we can isolate these neurotransmitters or whatever. Chemical messengers. That was kind of a weird way of saying that, but whatever. Um, And, and your question, what if she said no, which we don't think she would have, we think she probably would have said yes, but what if she said no, like, yeah, what if she said no, like you, you should give her that choice. I mean, the fireflies
1: are definitely going to put her down.
0: Yeah, that's not right. That again, we're talking about like, how do we gain and lose our humanity by violating other people's own control over themselves right or their their autonomy is is not the way that it's done and would you kill somebody to save the
2: world what's up would you sacrifice one person to save the world i don't know i'm saying saying i'm just saying i'm just saying you may sound real real easy to say right now in this thing but like you know it's 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 what marlene wrestled
0: with right like she said can you know i can't kill you and then she steeled herself and and did it right but Could I do that? I don't know. I don't think I could shoot one of my friends or my wife or my you know something like that. Like even if I had, even if I quote unquote had to, I don't, I don't know that I could. That's, it's an impossible. Right, all of these are impossible choices, and so, and, and that's that's the point of the show. And so I'm not complaining that that's an impossible choice. I think it's just like that's the that's the depth and beauty of this show. And the and the hard part about this show is there wasn't quote unquote a good choice. Right, everything was. A bad choice all the way around but anyways the during the show or during the game i definitely felt more like joel is on the right not the right path but i i I am with joel like i understand i want to do to save ellie because we've come to know her and care about her and we understand like you're gonna do the things that you do for the people that you know like fuck all the rest right like I don't owe David in not David as a a guy in the, in the actual show. I don't owe, you know, Leslie from, from Wichita, anything like that. That's not, that's not my people. And as much as I want to look out for everybody, if that means that like you have to kill my daughter, like, nah, like that's, it's not, it's not happening for me. So I get why it is. And then in this show, I swung a little bit more on the other side to being like, Ooh, like, Joel, you're going about this in, like, the exact wrong way. You know, like, you're just straight up murdering everybody in this hospital. And, damn, that just, like, brings you down a peg. And they really do show the violence and the horror that he's doing in the way the game probably didn't as much. So, interesting that, like, I think I was a little bit more on the, like, Joel side in the video game, more on the Firefly side in the the show. And at the same time, I, I... if I was Joel, I think I'd probably try and do the same thing. Like, you can't kill, well, it's effectively my daughter just because you felt like it. You know, like that's that's not the way it's done. Well, Wes would try with like zero, skills. <laughs> zero skills, zero yeah, skills. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I would definitely die. <laughs> that, but
1: West would trip <laughs> before he loaded the gun, and then end up. I don't even you know, know how, how to I would just would throw the gun gotten, at them. Would
2: you have <laughs> gotten a gun from them in the first place? Like they was escorting no, him out. Sure. Would you have, would I, you I, have I, just gotten escorted out? and Be like, oh.
1: He'd probably like slap someone in the face. Like <laughs> I mean, again, to...
0: they would just pick me up and like toss me outside, like a the bouncer. The she said, if he yeah. tries anything,
1: shoot him. <laughs> he try yeah. something. Oh, okay.
0: I don't know. I mean, like, if you, are yeah, I mean, like you guys said, right? If if it's someone you know, are you willing to sacrifice them for the chance that there's going to be a, a cure here? And I think the answer for me is no. I I understand. I'm fully with Joel. Like that's that's not a that's not a trade I'm willing to make.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's one of those, I understand why he did it. He was yeah. wrong. Like, there's just no, you know, we just got a point blank period. It's no, wrong. No, you can't say he was wrong. I mean, absolutely, he was wrong. No. I mean, if you're in a situation, I mean, look, bro, we don't live in fantasy world where there is a definitive right answer. And clearly in this- Well, world, you're just saying, just saying
0: right. there's a right answer. You're saying he was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Shut
2: he's up. He was wrong. Oh, well, well, I'm saying, He was, he's wrong. Okay, what I'm saying is that, like, there's, both situations have undesirable outcomes. Like, that's yeah, like, you're not sure. going to avoid harm. Harm, no, harm yeah. is going to happen no matter yeah. how you spin it. So right, when I'm making a decision... That's what's really interesting yeah, about the show, right? So, so for me, it's like, okay, it's about... If both decisions are going to have harm, you're going to pick which one ideally. You're going to pick the one that causes the least amount of harm or what has the greater good. And even if it sucks that Ellie ends up having to die, if that's for the good of actually curing this plague and all the other lives that are saved, as much as it sucks for Ellie, I think... you know, I don't think that is as much of a moral quandary as we want it to be. We just identify with Ellie because we don't watch her. You know, we do watch the perspective in this whole show. Let's not pretend that I don't. I don't want to open this entire can of worms, but in real life, you want to do the all, trolley is, problem. No, I'm saying we have done the trolley problem on a much <laughs> bigger scale in real life already, historically. <laughs> so it's not like there's some unknown precedent of, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, deciding which lives are going to sacrifice. In fact, I'll just those, say this: it's more Savannah, ambiguous. This one's a lot more clear. I'm this saying is and to
0: Savan's lost- brother, I'm glad I'm not.
2: I'm glad I'm not you, bro. That's, that's just to Savant's <laughs> brother. That's saying, all I'm look, saying. I'm just saying, if people say, hey, si- yeah. Savon, hey, we got to sacrifice you to save the world. Would I agree with it? Hell no. But what I understand is, you got to take me out? Absolutely. I man, I get it. It's for the greater good. Like, you know, it's also me.
1: Brian, me, I would I'd rather save you. be me.
2: I'm saving you.
1: You would? Yeah. I would say you're an idiot. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah. foolish. Also, Still saving and, you. And again, Anna, Anna, this is- So, right after the show ended, Anna turned to me and, like, Stone Cold, just like, would you save me? And I and I was like, Nope. <laughs> but but I'm eating the bullet right after. I'd be really sad. <laughs> we're man, we're like, gonna save the world, but I don't want to live in that world.
2: Yeah, you know, that's look, Joel just lost a lot of sympathy points to me. What if episode. Anna said no,
0: I don't want to die. You just let her you just let her be taken by the fireflies?
1: Some things need to no. be done. No And and then I'm killing myself.
2: No You can't if be we go the- together. No. Yeah, like that's that's selfish, yo. That's, that's oh my god, that's really selfish, like on some stuff. Yes, I'm se- life look, is selfish look, sometimes. Yeah, but Joel lost a lot of points. Or uh, you know, the biggest thing that made it hard to empathize with Joel, and the show leaned into this, was that it, when he was killing the people, it wasn't just a oh I'm trying to save Ellie. It became personal and a lot mm-hmm. harder to empathize with when he's going for he's people were incapacitated. People were like, yo, I give up, I yield when. When you're still killing people at that point, you know, okay, are you actually trying to save Ellie out of you caring for her or is it out of your own selfish desire of, A, hey, you can't let go of something that you care about? Uh, I, do I think, think it was both. Those, I those think that are, was,
0: yeah, I think that was, that's I, I, why I think on this one it was, I was leaning but, a lot on the Firefly, not a lot, a little bit on the Firefly side because you could tell he snapped, right? He wasn't, no, the way he was executing logical, them people, yeah. the way yeah, he was executing exactly.
2: them people, that was personal. That's not, like, right. you don't get, You know, there's there's a way even if you go about something, even if you go about something that people don't agree with, how you go about it still matters. That's why there's first, second, third degree manslaughter. All might have the same outcome of a dead person, but the context leading up to it still shows that we judge that, you know, we judge that in tears. And when you got dudes on the ground giving up non-combatants, you shot them in the leg. They are no longer a threat. You out here slitting throats to save ammo. You know, no, the, doctor, not, guy the doctor. That The doctor didn't comply a, a even brat. a little bit. Dude was on. Dude, there was multiple dudes who was on the, the guy on the ground. Like,
0: but the guy on the ground, like, what is he gonna do? He's gonna like stop and
2: like handcuff him to the to the door, so he's not my, a threat anymore. Like,
0: my this po- man didn't have handcuffs. He had
1: to go get Ellie. So yeah,
2: so he needed to go, you know, get a knife and slit the man through. Like, you know, he should they, have
1: shot him in both hands.
2: My point is that <laughs> they made. My point is that they made his it clear legs. that Joel wasn't just trying to fight yes, to yes, Ellie. 100%. He was trying to brutally put down anyone who stood in his way, and that's two very different. That's two very different ways to characterize. The I dude's don't think violence. it was very different. Even, but yeah, I agree. when the, when he went into the thing with the doctor, and the doctor hesitated. He didn't like shoot him in the leg. And we've seen Joel before using violence to like he will incapacitate you at the very least. He did not even that doctor was not a real threat to him. He shot that man in the head without even half thinking about it. Like that's you know that is at that point. I mean. Beyond that, you know, how you go about it has It's different. It's not like you yeah. knocked him out or you pistol whipped him or you yeah, shot he him in the leg and kicked him in the sure. face. Or yep. there's a bunch of ways he could have been super brutal. No, that man without even need even t- even think about it, out in the head. Like yeah, that. Shot. All of yeah, that. He was
0: in he was in full, full on yeah, like seeing that, red yeah, tunnel vision, yeah, like and
2: all of that speaks yep. to your motives. And again, I think that ends up coming off as more selfish. I don't want to lose a thing I care about than oh, I care about Ellie and I want but her that's to live what a it full, is. That's, long, that's, and happy life. Yeah, like, but that's what it is You can say to it's be, both.
0: That's what it is to be a parent, to be a relative, to be a loved one, right? Like, you cannot lose those people in your life and you're going to do everything you can to make sure that doesn't happen. And, like, yep. for Joel, he's the Liam Neeson of the situation. Like, he's got a particular set of skills and that's that's what happened. And we know, like you said, like, this is one of his flaws is he's he snaps and he becomes super violent and that's what happened here right like and that's that's like again and he's losing himself in that process as well and that's unfortunate and that's that's where we're like ooh, like, like this is this yeah, is problematic. It's, the, it's
2: the toxic it's the toxic version of love yeah. there's the disney like parent no. who loves their kid and it's healthy love and then there's the villain oh you can't let go of this thing you love and now you've lost everything because of it love Like just because it's well intentioned doesn't mean I don't know. (laughs) To me, people might have the different opinions. I think that this Joel's actions were fueled more by his own selfish motivations than just Ellie's well being. Like that's part of it, but I think especially what we saw episode with the suicide attempt and him feeling like joy again. To me, it was a he doesn't want to lose rather he he doesn't want to lose Ellie rather than more that than he doesn't want Ellie to lose her life. I, I mean. To me, it was that he can't let go of the thing he cares about rather than the, oh, the thing I care about needs to go and be free or do what it wants. Yeah, uh, I'm curious what other people think, but that was uh Joe came off as very selfish to me in this episode. Top to bottom.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's totally Which different to give him more of a backstory. He wears his heart on his sleeve a lot more than in the game where, you know, he's just stoic for the most part. Um and basically killing, you know, faceless, nameless, characterless NPCs, right? So that doesn't that doesn't carry the same weight as as it does on the show. So and this it you know, he he feels a lot a lot more conflicted to root for, I think, um, than than how you felt Wes playing the game, which is the same way I felt, uh, to be frank. Yeah. Um but yeah, like everything you said, Savon, you know. I think a lot of that is going to come across in Season 2 when they cover The Last of Us Part 2. Mm-hmm. Um, these are a lot of the same things we talked about uh, in one of our very first Confidently Wrong episodes mm-hmm. when, we, mm-hmm. you know, when we broke down that game. And, and so these, these are the same themes, and it, I, I am encouraged by the fact that they're coming up now because I mm-hmm. know just like how important those are going to be in the next season Mm -hmm. yeah but i want a lot of
2: good groundwork mm -hmm, but i want to like be clear on this part like again what this and this is like props to the show again part of what made the joel decision thing work so much better in the show is that we i think what i think in the game it was a lot more ambiguous of what ellie would have actually have wanted and you know I, i think you still might lean towards she'd say yes but i think it's a little bit more iffy in the show, again, they sell us way harder on like, yo, she absolutely, with everything she's been through, would definitely want to sacrifice herself. And so I think in the game, that part, because you as the player is a little bit more up in the air in the show, they're actually very explicit with it. I don't know if y'all watched the HBO after episode thing with the directors, but even then, they made it clear from like their perspective that Ellie oh, yeah. knows that Joel is lying and knows that she would have sacrificed herself. And then the lines about Marlene saying, hey, even you know that Ellie would want to do it. They make it clear kind of throughout the show that Ellie was absolutely about that life. And it makes Joel's decision like a bit, you know, again, it frames it as a bit more selfishly of, oh, it's not like you didn't know what she wanted. You know her enough to know where she was leaning on this. And so it makes his decision that much more impactful of, okay, you say she gets to have a life, but if it's not the life she necessarily would have wanted, you know, you did this forever at what cost? It's,
1: I'll say it's this, though.
2: Marlene, Marlene saying that she knows that
0: Ellie would have said yes is a little bit of bullshit, right? Like, that's like, oh, I'm trying to... Self- yeah, it's self-serving, right? Because she didn't tell Ellie. She didn't give Ellie the choice. If she was so sure that Ellie would have made that choice, then she would have told Ellie, like, this is the situation, right? And this, again, is coming to that relationship that you were saying, like Marlene feels this responsibility, but she never got to know Ellie. And if she had known Ellie, she would have been able to have that conversation with her and like figured it out with her, but she didn't trust her. She never got close enough to Ellie to really make that choice. Once she probably knew way back in Boston, like, Hey, this is what it is. She's not going to get close to her. She's not going to like try and know her. It's like, right. You can't name the name, the animal before you kill it. You know, she can't get too close. And so, that's why she doesn't know that Ellie, for she doesn't know for sure that Ellie would have made that sacrifice. And, you know, Ellie, through the whole trip, doesn't know that she has to, to die, right? We don't know that she has to die. And so I don't know that it's fair to say, like, yeah, for sure Ellie would have said, yeah, it's cool for me to die. Like, she had been through so much to survive to reach this point. And then at the end, she has to die, right? Like, that is a hard choice. I don't think that's an easy choice. She was never ready to die throughout this whole show.
1: I might disagree with you there. I think in this in this particular episode, you know, with with Ellie feeling so disconnected and distracted during all of her interactions with Joel leading up to the hospital, I kind of got the implication that she did know that that was the end of the road for her. That she knew that she would have to sacrifice herself and that was part of the weight that she had on. It wasn't just the trauma of everything else that happened before, but it was Interesting. I read it as the PTSD. She knew that this was it. Yeah. She like she was already she already had a good idea of it. It's possible that Marlene even talked to her about it off, you know, off-screen uh at some other point in time. And and that distance was the thing that was actually separating her from joel in those moments that's that's just another reading yeah i don't don't
0: think marlene would have said it but i do agree that maybe there's some sense that she's having that like ooh, like as we get closer like what if that's one of the possibilities is maybe i die in this procedure or you know she's considering that at least i think that's that's a fair reading of it
2: marlene was the realest g this whole episode she had the will to make the hard choices was willing to sacrifice was willing to make the hard call to save humankind
1: She put a bullet in her best friend
2: she put a bullet in her best friend, made a promise, and then was willing to break to that maybe, promise to save maybe mankind. maybe save humanity. Wes, the way they showed it in the show, it was clearly not meant to be a, oh, maybe up in the air. Like, they had multiple just dialogue in the show that clearly was them trying to establish, like, a hey, they could let them do this. They could they could make this thing happen if like they get to do their work. This wasn't like a coin no, flip situation. I still think it's a maybe. I mean, even when like even when Marlene was talking to Joel about it, they cle- I, like I felt like that dialogue was to make it clear, like, hey, this isn't them just kind of just shoot taking shots in the dark. It's like, hey, we have a good idea of how this works, how her condition works and how that can be used to create a cure. That felt very much. In fact, more again, more so in the game that felt like a, a for, maybe for I'm viewers, just like, in case there's some confusion. Yeah, they actually came up with thing, the logic. Yes. Like, th- th- I think that was them trying to say, hey, in case there's any confusion, this cure thing almost certainly will work. So if you're wondering about whether or not, oh, was Joel justified in that? It really is kind of meant to be framed as like, hey, it was humanity or Ellie. Joel made his call. Was he right? The question, the answer's up to you. But it don't think, oh, maybe he was right because it wouldn't have worked. No, it was going. It would have certainly it was they would have r- written in some explanation of, oh, maybe it maybe it can't work.
0: I I well okay, I'll come at with this two things is that I think maybe just I you know having some like experience with like science and biology and whatever like this is what I teach in school. It's like I don't think that you could say this was as sure of a thing as like you're thinking. So maybe that's why like in my head during this whole thing I'm like. There's still a whole lot of, like, variability here and, like, not. So maybe that's why I was thinking that way. Brian's laughing at me. But, like, maybe that's why I, t- I went at it that way. And, Savannah, Get you
1: this man out of here. Get him, Brian. Get him, Brian. I just love that you threw down. I'm a science teacher in high school. So. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, not, so, I'm not saying I'm so based right. on my expertise. So, expert. shut, no, no, so no. shut up. It probably maybe oh
2: wasn't going to definitely work.
0: No, I'm saying maybe that's why I interpreted it that way because I'm coming from that side of it. And so maybe I just missed it. And maybe you're right. Maybe it was more of a guarantee in the show. I I did not see it that way. I saw it as they I thought she said the doctor thinks this is how it works. This is what we're doing. If we can isolate the chemical messengers, that'll be something. But it's like all of that. I'm thinking in my head. I'm like, that's a really hard thing. And like, I don't know how you're going to produce these chemical messengers once the thing is out of her. You know, so there's like a whole bunch of steps that you got to do. So that's why I was like, oh, I don't think this is a guarantee. So but if you're saying like it was a guarantee and both of you were on that page, then that's fine. I think that as, makes sense, given that it was more of a thing.
1: As but someone who eats and consumes lots of mushrooms, who loves mushroom pizza. I got to say something about this is fishy, man. Like, <laughs> this whole quarter step thing. I don't think it's going to work.
0: yeah. <laughs> i don't i mean maybe that was just my bias during the whole thing so i, I i'll own that um i mean i I, so I
2: mean we just know that you're team joel it's all right you know? i am Yeah,
0: you know 100 so i was already biased towards that right yeah, but like i said joel. during the show i did feel like the way he went about it like you said the, the way he went about it was like kind of off the rails right like and so we're I mean, going the, like oh shit on like, the rails way to go about yeah. it like hey, this like was like, was yeah yeah he was there, there was definitely was gonna a die. moment of like this was like ah oh, damn like you're messing this up right like there's there's definitely that part of it um but at the end of the day i would still be on on joel's side of like you got to save the people that are with you you know like the people that are in corner otherwise what's the point right like you're you're just not there and oh the second thing was it's not as if humanity hasn't survived do you know what i'm saying like they're not at, they're not extinct and they're not going extinct they're they're finding ways to survive and so he's also thinking in his head like this is not like everyone's gonna die i get to be with ellie the people who are alive still get to be alive and so that i think also is part of his thing is like part of his calculus that he's having to do or that he's making and and trying to justify in his head why like this is okay you know
2: that is cartoon levels of selfish. Oh my
0: god. I'm gonna say,
2: like, F the rest no, of the world. We're not extinct, think... so it's okay. No, but y'all but to gonna say... be all right. <laughs> 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 just imagine during like, the bubonic plague, or like, God forbid, during COVID. It's just like, oh, you know what? Actually, we're all still here, so like is it really that bad guys you know, i mean that's what people the, did
0: i don't like that was way less of a th- i mean i don't know like i think you're expecting people
2: or you're well so people are out here resorting to cannibalism because it's that bad i think like are we surviving <laughs> like is that are we talked about would you want to live in this world is this a world you want to live in <laughs> I just don't. I I don't know.
0: I don't understand how you can just be just like. Well, the simple calculus is there was one person versus like we're gonna save thirty thousand other people like. Because people I don't, have I don't done that in every
2: war, in every like that already happens in real life in way less ambiguous ways. But it's different. It's different when
1: you're the one that has to do it. You don't think that's true. But like the thing that he had to do in order to carry out that decision is also kind of wild right right like the the real world examples we're thinking of like somebody in a remote room just says yes or no and then decides the fate of all these people joel is not just saying yes or no (laughs) he's also just (laughs) murdering tons of people in order to carry out his decision yeah which which makes it like severely worse in some ways but you know I, it does, like Wes, but I, if, I if totally they had let him take her out, though.
0: if they had let him take her, like were they going to let him just like walk out with her?
2: Were the lives he took worth Ellie's life? I mean, because once you, because like, you know, we're getting into that. Like, all right, we're getting into okay, how many lives are worth? Were one they another. were
0: they imprisoning her, or were they? Letting her make her own choices. I mean,
2: roses. are we gonna really open the conversation of whether the fireflies were wrong for trying <laughs> to defend the surgery that could save humankind? Like that's a No I mean if we open in that, but candle, to say that that's were we opening
0: But to say they were just like murdered
1: is like a little bit oh like I mean you know well, you know what, what else would you how else would you characterize that? Well or were they not murdered? I mean, Joel, they attacked were, Joel attacked them. Their lives yeah. ended on the way to Joel's I mean, they were also shooting
0: them. at him. You know, it wasn't like nothing. <laughs> the
2: man took the gun and shot the people in the stairwell. <laughs> yeah. he, were, he literally he they were, holding him, her stone. They
0: were holding him at gunpoint. They would this have like, but this is also on them too, right? Like, you're right. Well, but it's on them because if they had let him just take her out, he wouldn't have shot them. This is also true. <laughs>
2: All she right, she'll just let him take Ellie. Yeah, the Fireflies yes. just have been like so Shaw just been like, "Hey y'all, actually let me to her." Oh man, he makes a compelling case. If, I know. If we someone just let him to If her and someone let took out.
0: Kaya and said, "You can't have her, we're going to kill her." I guarantee you there's no one who would say like, "Yeah, that's cool." Like there's no one in my family who would be like, "Yeah, that's cool. Just just go ahead and let them take her and kill her." Yeah, like, yeah I mean, like, oh, you mean there's like people there's people he guarding it. her. There's people guarding her. So Wes, you don't have a right to go in there. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what this is. Like he he does have some rights to be there and to like she has some rights to to like
2: have some agency here. So I don't about think the rest of the like world? oh Do they, they have were... a right to a vaccine, you know? It's like you, you, you every time not you get into comes, the not ne- if it comes not
0: if it comes at the price of killing someone who's
1: not even aware that that's the price. I don't know that everybody would agree with that. Yeah, I'm like I I, no I, 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 obviously cuz it's, it's an interesting hard line that you're drawing Ooh,
2: we gotta ask we gotta ask this, this is going on we gotta ask the audience we got to some don't, real yeah, disagreements
0: I, here yeah but i don't think it's, it's as easy as what Savannah is saying either it's like family feud well
1: oh,
2: i don't think it's well, easy from like a personal decision perspective i just think in terms of but at a certain point you do have to like you can take into account the human feeling perspective you have to but when you get right down to the nuts and bolts of it and especially because and again i get the privilege of being an outside reviewer of this you know As a viewer, I don't have any personal stake in this. So, of course, that makes it a lot easier. But, yeah, I mean, when you get right down to it, I'm going to be that person who leans towards the (laughs) needs of the greater over the individual. Even now, like with medication, there's all kinds of medications and stuff that go out where statistically certain people are going to have a, you know, the FDA literally, when it comes to even medication, like important stuff that genuinely helps us, there's a certain margin of error of like, yo, X amount of people are going to react really awful to this. And we try to have the means to support them. But like, yo, that is considered an acceptable risk for what the larger group. Now, whether that's right or wrong, I don't know, but that is already baked into our lives in ways that are way less or arguably more complicated than what the show presents. So I'm just saying, it's not as we already do this needs of the many thing. And, you know, there's situations where some, there is going to be death on either side, no matter how you spin it. So if your goal is just to avoid that, then you're going to be disappointed because in that case, there are no right answers. But I think even when there's even when it's like two really unfortunate answers, I think there's still a preferable one. And, you know, it sucks for Joel, sucks for Ellie, sucks and all that. But like, yo, if that means saving the world. That does not feel like a difficult outside decision, even if it's hurt, hurts from Joel's perspective. Uh, i disagree I also i just don't want hard... sp- to i think that certain... is a hard decision <laughs> man i just hey viewers just west... want y'all to know west would let all y'all die <laughs> just letting me if it, know if it meant, meant west, that my west daughter would never
0: lived... be a good president yeah if it meant that my daughter lived yeah no nah, the rest of y'all are fucked sorry
2: and that's one of, and that's one of those we get why you did it west people also be like hey yo man you tripping it's both things are simultaneously Absolutely true not
0: there's 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 a hundred. There's a hundred percent people out there. Not a hundred percent. Hundred percent of people. There, there are definitely. Let me just say it that way. There are definitely people out there who'd be like, "You're not fucking taking my child."
2: Like, I would take one for the team. World. I don't give a shit. I would like, save <laughs> y'all. I would be just build me. Don't even build me a statue. Just give me like you know. A, You're talking a, about a sacrificing yourself
0: though, maybe versus like a pat on the sacrificing i'm like talking about sacrificing either
2: i'm talking about sacrificing either to be clear like okay. yo so you're like it's
0: easy your your niece or nephew has the cure but they gotta die
2: you're willing to just be like yep cool i mean not, i mean yep, i already cool. told you west i mean not, i already yep, told you I'm, i mean not yep cool i'm not gonna be okay with it i'm gonna be crying and boohooing and rolling on the floor and sad and depressed and all that other stuff and maybe i can't move on but is that what i'll ultimately be like yo this is what we gotta do yeah
1: Wes, I told you, man. That's a- like, if Anna's got to go,
2: <laughs> if the people around, if the people so are I. I would be upset if the people around me didn't be like, "Yo, Savon, we are gonna protect you because we are not gonna let you die for the cure." I'm like, y'all tripping. If y'all don't what, y'all dumb for what?
0: But they didn't give her that choice, and that's that's why it also creates a layer. Like, and life ain't fair. If you. they had in the show, that would have ruined it, right? Like they had to have given it that gray area. Well, everybody can't can win, everybody can't win, Everybody
2: can't win player. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can't win. Somebody got to take the L.
1: If I'm not mistaken, Last of Us Part 2 settles the debate on.
2: Yeah, that's why I'm 100%. trying not to like yeah, ruin yeah, 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 it. Yeah, so that's cool. why I'm trying yeah. not to ruin it for people who ain't watching. I'm just like, man, look, I oh, it's cool, it's cool. Part 2 I'm definitely curious. settles it. Uh, family just know it's not yeah. any viewers, people who I care about, anybody listening just know. It really ain't personal, but like, come on. You, you might get a holiday, a statue. <laughs> I get a memorabilia tat. You know, I put you on that's a t-shirt. Crazy yeah, yeah, that's remembered. crazy to say it isn't personal. You'll be remembered.
0: That's <laughs> crazy to say it isn't personal. That's the whole thing is it's a personal relationship.
2: They died for
1: our freedom. Yeah. Yeah, that's, but like actually. That's crazy. For
2: once you can have somebody actually make a sacrifice that actually has a tangible like, hey, yo, no, they did this and you got this direct deliverable payoff. You better be grateful for them that's real
1: that's crazy so uh should I get we do a tattoo should we do a best hospital story or biggest bold-faced lie you ever told Ooh, I'm i can't i i don't think we could divulge to- lies here
2: <laughs> yeah i'm like i got things
1: to i lose.
0: would do best hospital story i actually would have to think really hard i i've got a bad memory i'm sure i've lied about things probably like mom i'm I definitely wasn't watching the Dodger game. I was definitely doing my homework all afternoon for sure. Oh my did, god! Didn't Get watch Batman. Here. What kind of lie is that? <laughs> I used to lie about all the whole time. That's not even like a. You, and I'm you sure. Know high I like that require, thinking back like, to this. Homework? I was probably like ten or eleven or I don't know, middle school or something. You're like, my mom a hundred percent knew I was lying. Like there's, there's no way she didn't know I was lying, <laughs> oh, <laughs> right? She had to have known
2: i have some elite lies. Oh, <laughs> alright, alright. So, let's go with hospital okay, story. Best like, hospital story. <laughs> yeah, best yeah.
1: best hospital uh, experience that doesn't <laughs> involve Joel shooting up everybody there.
0: Alright, you, you want to go first?
1: <laughs> um, alright, all right. I'll, I'll throw out one. Uh, which is, <laughs> I have mixed feelings about sharing this, but I'm going to share it anyway. Uh, so, like, several years ago, my dad was in the hospital, and he refused. He had to stay like several nights. Uh, he was having testing done, and he refused to have a catheter implanted. Oh no! So, but like he couldn't. He wasn't strong enough, and I think he was also connected to some machines where yes, he, couldn't he couldn't go to the bathroom. He could not go to the bathroom. So you know what this man did instead? He would. You'd be like, he'd send me out of the room and go to where the ice chips were. Because over there were piles of plastic cups. And he'd have me fetch as many cups as I possibly could and put them on the tray table by his bedside. (laughs) And so during the night, whenever he had to go, he would just take one of those plastic cups, put it under the blanket, and just let loose. And pee into the cup? And pee into the cup. And then he'd have the nerve to wake me up and be like, hey, Brian. Go flush it. Go go pour this (laughs) out. I'm not holding on to this pee cup <laughs> under the blanket, <laughs> and so I'm just there, like every hour or so, emptying out the pee, <laughs> emptying out the pee. That's a bonding. whenever we're low on cups i'm getting a stack of cups
0: see brian did not sacrifice his dad's
1: comfort
2: at all he was there for him savon oh my god if i could
1: put the catheter in him i would have
2: Wes, you are (laughs) never gonna make me feel bad about this you will try you will fail (laughs) sorry i believe in the collective good
1: i
0: uh oh man so in 2005 this is like my junior year of of college. I got a collapsed lung and so I was in the hospital.
1: Oh, I remember that.
0: Brian came to visit me in the hospital and just so once. Did, so did Jen. So did my wife. Uh, we weren't married at the time, but she came to visit me. Um Yo, just like a holla, that, holla. Did, did you, you
1: g- tell her you were heartbroken and that's the reason you were there. <laughs> you <laughs> no.
2: take my breath away, girl <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> And I really Get could too not soon? breathe. <laughs> Missed um, the opportunity West. Well
1: I was just gonna talk
0: about how like uh I you know I just felt like crap for that entire weekend I was like dry heaving I was throwing up I was, I was going to talk about that but what your your story about your dad I also have a pee story in the hospital but it's it turns out less Uh-oh. happy So I couldn't I couldn't get up cuz I was tied to a machine like like your dad was and so and I don't know the the nurses like gave me a uh, some kind of cup but it was like it was like meant for this it was it had a handle on it or whatever and you're supposed to like pee into it in the in the in the bed i guess uh but it's really hard to pee sitting down like sitting out uh, like in a reclined position it's not, <laughs> it it turns out that this is not an easy thing to do especially when you've got a chest tube in you which is just a big plastic tube like just stabbed into your side draining draining out the fluid in there so it takes me maybe a good 10 minutes i'm just sitting there with like the cup under my like you know junk and like it won't come out. Like mentally, I'm like, this is wrong. You can't pee in a bed. There's just this mental block of, no, this is wrong. Like you, you got to go in the toilet. That's the only place you go pee. Not in the bed. That's that's not where you do this stuff. Been, and then, social conditioning is too strong. Oh, All it was so strong. And then finally, I go pee. You know, it's it's whatever. It's it's a normal amount. I, you know, I put it on the side. <laughs> the normal amount? What's I the don't normal know. amount? I don't know. It wasn't a lot. It wasn't a little bit. It was just the normal amount. So I, I put it on the side on the bed and I'm like struggling cause like my chest is like just in a ton of pain and I'm like pulling my sweats back up. I was wearing sweats, thank God. And then my dumbass just like my elbow or my wrist, like tapped the bottle and I hadn't capped it yet. Oh. so i did all that work for 15 or 20 minutes went through all this discomfort i was like in pain sitting up and i went through all of that just to knock the pee all over the bed and myself (laughs) anyways i could have just peed on myself i could have just saved myself all the trouble and it would have been exactly the same so that's my best hospital story so did you ultimately just pee on yourself
2: ultimately i peed on
0: myself but with an extra couple of steps
2: yeah, long like a Rube Goldberg.
0: Why didn't chair. Why didn't I just take the time to put the cap on or put? I don't remember how it sealed, but to to close the container. Why Why did I not? Maybe I didn't have a top. I don't know. I'm I'm not sure what happened there. It was it was a big fail, all around.
1: Beautiful.
2: <laughs> all right, Savan, what's your peace story? I don't want to. Sh- I don't want to shit y'all nasty. I don't want to share <laughs> any stories. I. I don't have any that are nearly as nasty and I'm, it makes me grateful for my lived experiences. So I'll share a right. very lighthearted, not nasty story of Great. when I was 18, I had a torn meniscus and I had to get knee surgery. And I, that was my first time having surgery. And I just remember that was a really fun day because I went to the hospital at like you know, 4 a.m. whatever. They prepped me for the surgery. They put the little stuff into your wrists and, uh, It was just cool to see, you know, all the cool modern medicine stuff they're doing. So they put me, they put like a shot in my hip that like turned off my leg, which was pretty cool. (laughs) Like you couldn't move it? Like it was like turned off. Like I was pinching (laughs) it like as hard as like pinching it enough to draw blood. I'm like, oh, I don't feel diddly squat. It's pretty cool. And then the rest of the day was just them. Pretty cool. I mean, like just objectively like, yo, they turned off a limb. That's just from a just pure science perspective. That's kind of lit. I agree. It's oh, I, cool.
1: I forgot you're the dude that ordered like the anatomy of Marvel Yo, it's in the a mail gentle- and was super excited about it. <laughs> that
2: wasn't necessary. His <laughs> <laughs> you know? context is yes. framing. But yes, yes. And then uh so the fun part about that day was, you know, multiple times they would do the little stuff where I guess they turn on the morphine or the stuff to knock you out. And that day just consisted of me teleporting around the hospital and losing hours of time at like big chunks. You know, they put you out. And then you just wake up, and you's not even like you don't even feel like you went to sleep. It feels like you just closed your eyes, and <laughs> wake up, and like eight hours pass. So same, like, hey, we're prepping you for surgery. I'm like, all right, bet. Keep in mind, for the surgeon, I met the surgeon weeks before. We're like, hey, this is the doctor who's gonna do your knee surgery. I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, we talking, talking. Okay, cool. Need you to count three. All right, one, two. Close my eyes. Open my eyes. I'm like in a different room. I'm like, all right, cool. What's up? When when Doctor Jones gonna come? We are gonna do the surgery? I'm like, oh, he done already. I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it went, all the surgery went fine. I'm like, what time is it? Like It's 3 o'clock. I'm like, it's been eight hours. <laughs> oh, my God. And it felt like nothing. My leg was still turned off. And <laughs> yeah, it was chill. I went home, took my medicine. It was a pretty chill. I mean, the knee re- process, the recovery process acid was pretty uh, whack, but... Yeah, for me, it was just teleporting around the hospital. I have some <laughs> others that are maybe not as pleasant as that one, but I want to give the people at home a palate cleanser. <laughs> yeah, that was a good chaser. With another, with another just body fluid story. This was just I me. feel like. Marveling modern medicine and teleporting around Ashner Hospital.
1: <laughs> I think you're like the only person I know that would describe their hospital experience as teleportation. Yeah, like because I mean, the what only person putting it to superhero terminology.
2: <laughs> yo, cause that's what happened. I was like, hey, yo, like it's not like you take a because it's different. It's a, it's a different feeling from when you take a nap and you feel like, oh, I know I uh-huh. was out for a minute. Yeah, you don't know that you were out. That's it's a good a,
1: description. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it. it's just ooh, oh. Ooh. I, I look forward to someday teleporting myself.
2: That's why Ellie definitely don't remember none of that stuff. I was like, "Nah, b, nah, I didn't, I didn't." Nah, when you out, you are out. You are just a sack of just organs and skin. Should
1: could you imagine David after life, dentist? Could you imagine uh, being prepped for surgery, knocking out, and then waking up in the back seat of a Buick? <laughs> like, whoa! You'd be like, "That's teleportation." You'd be like, "Why?" I mean, I a Buick.
2: I mean, it was Ish, I mean,
0: yeah. All right, this let's pleasant. let's wrap it up. What are your final thoughts on the Last of Us season one? Anything we haven't talked about? Anything you wanted to add? Your last chance before we close it out,
2: Savan. Uh, they. I mean, it was great. I don't have any. I don't have any real complaints. No notes. Me, never, <laughs> no, I mean, no, no real notes. They did everything I would have wanted to do. There's like tiny things that you could maybe nitpick about, but. It's not like it's not really conductive. My question is really is just, all right, what is y'all plan for season two? Because this is one of those shows where a season can look better retroactively depending on how they build on the story. So shows like Breaking Bad, older seasons are better because you see how it sets up things that happen later. I'm curious to see how they connect the dots of things that are left open ended in Last of Us Part One and how they do it in Part Two. And then even more excited for like, all right, cool. What are y'all going to... They've done such a good job of adding new context and scenes to this. I can't even imagine what direction they're going to do with the next season. So I really think this show is great. You'll know, set the foundation of a great show. How are you going to use the pieces, the building blocks you have left to build an even better story after?
1: What a nuanced take.
2: I wonder if they're going to split up the next
0: into two seasons and do two
1: and wanna, three. Yeah. I, I, I kind of hope spoil anything.
0: Yeah, it'd be hard. There's
1: a lot of story to tell. Yeah, it's it's a two.
0: really long story. Mm-hmm. But we well, thought this was a long story and they once you take out all the gameplay stuff, maybe it's not as long. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what they decide to do. They they have pretty good I'm decision excited.
2: making about like the gameplay replacement parts. Yeah, I, I feel really I confident about their ability to do that. I think and phenomenal. Yeah. And it's going to be some great storytelling opportunities, right? Because again, I'm not going to spoil the next game, but like they could do it as two each part as two separate seasons. You could do it as two stories you can, you can have it as the stories happening at the same time and you bounce back and forth there's still those very impactful flashback scenes that we know about that obviously even with things that we know are going to happen next season there's going to be some really touching flashbacks coming like there's a lot of ways they could tell the story of part two in different formats and either way it's going to be i feel like either way there's no wrong answer brian in our exciting. podcast in episode
0: four brian ranted for maybe five or ten minutes about the dog it was it was so good
2: all right. Oh, he was that mad when it was. That, he was that mad about. The no, dog he thing? was just
0: talking about how like you just you get to know this dog. You like you know its name. It's not. Yeah, yeah. It's not just, yeah. a, it's not just an NPC.
1: Even though man, it is hurts. an NPC, it hurts. <clears throat> oh, they also name dropped Shimmer. Yeah, they did. The horse. Yeah, love that. Um uh, be
2: fire. Yeah.
0: I my only minor critique, and this is not a huge one, was just maybe like I felt like sometimes they tried to do things from the game too much um like in this episode she had to drop the ladder and she's like no, it, it just didn't actually feel that necessary for them to have to do that that's a, a key gameplay mechanic and it was a nod and it was an easter egg but like it didn't feel like it actually was needed here like they had stairs on the all the other floors like they would have had stairs on that floor too <laughs> yeah. um so just things like that where it's like ah you just tried to force it and i get it and it's fine it didn't take me out of it or anything i was just like oh like ah, maybe you're just trying a little bit too hard there. like just make, it's a show you can make it a show it doesn't have to be a, a game you know or whatever um but overall i'm going five stars i i really did love this show every week (laughs) out of five um i i really looked forward to it every single week um and and i thought they did a phenomenal job like what savan said they they did stuff with taking out gameplay and then they added in a little bit more context or backstory and they made things richer that way and i think um mazen talked about and and so did neil Druckmann. talked about how they were really intentional about how they did that and i think they did such a good job with that so uh yeah just like I'm sad, one infected sad that
2: this is over I, I want the next episode to start oh yeah wait what'd just, you say no I'm, I'm, I, to your point kind of reinforcing your point about how the show was so well done there were no inf- it was like how many it was like one infected in like the last four episodes of the yeah show oh like yeah that. and left
1: behind that yeah was it was like there was that
2: left behind the and the then one that, at the end here it, with ashley johnson Right, oh, yeah, yeah, moment. yeah, two. So yeah. Two. But two. there are after so, they
1: shot the load with Henry and Sam,
2: yeah, yeah. So, you know, there was this is really just to for the folks who are making those walk and comparisons. This is what makes Last of Us the show not so much the games, but the show is so good is that you describe it to people as this post apocalyptic show with the fungal zombies, <clears throat> and it feels like, oh, that's such a cool concept, and it's like. Yeah, and it is, but like that's really not what it's about, dude. Like, as even yeah. as Wes and I, you know, we talk about how much we hate horror and how stressful the games are. The games are a different level. Like, the games are legitimately survival horror stressful. This mm-hmm. show doubles down on just like, no, this is like a people-based drama. And I, that genre shift from horror more into drama was a great tone shift for the show. So I, I kinda wish there was a little bit more of the zombie stuff. But
0: may, I think you're making the argument that had they gone that direction, it would have changed quite a bit about the show. And I think I agree with that. But it would have felt know, more like, like Walking Dead. I feel like it would have felt like there's a little bit more peril involved. And already there was a lot of peril because you're in peril from other humans, you know, towards the end. But it would have been it would have been interesting to have just a little bit more and I don't know, I'm I'm not a writer, so I'm I'm okay with it. I think they chose the way they did and it worked out really well but i could have used i could have used a few more like clickers yeah. or you know
1: just a little bit more of that i got to pick those nits guys <laughs> like i i was actually really disappointed by that very fact right yeah. that that oh, there were, really? was not enough infected how much more percent
0: they... would you have dialed up the uh the infected nature
1: uh you know i would i would give us like maybe 20% okay. more mushrooms okay maybe maybe 20% maybe 15% yeah yeah uh <laughs> some portobello something like that like the the horror aspect of the game is also i think a very important story uh it serves a story purpose right because it gives it gives urgency to their quest to Ellie being a potential cure. Oh yeah, We yeah, have yeah. to believe that the world that they inhabit is, in fact, very perilous and that something needs saving. If we are if we are spending half the season in the West Coast of America and have only encountered two of these infected that entire time maybe Ellie doesn't need to cure anything. It, like, yeah. Like, like what that is, is, that what is what he, going on what I, there? That's what I was saying. And, right here. That is such and an then interesting uh, a plus, uh, another uh, he just said an what additional I said point earlier. I don't agree. An additional point to that is that the, the connection between Joel and Ellie, I think becomes all the more stronger when they have those moments of horror. So in episode two, when they're in the museum and they're hiding from the clickers, like that, level of tension anxiety i think that brings the characters together and i think there are plenty of other opportunities to have more of those moments to build out their relationship and you know like i'm thinking about you know the subway tunnels moment you know red lights and stuff like that you know i i kind of like i want those dramatic moments uh with the infected and i think that'll go a long way to building their relationship over the course of the show what we got instead though was Almost a series of vignettes. Uh, it's like almost an anthology series, if you think about Hell it. Hell yeah, that's where, what I liked. Where Joel and Ellie are kind of just like the recurring characters who are a little bit on the sidelines, so that you can have Bill and Frank, Henry and Sam. You can have Riley and Ellie, which is a little bit different, right? You you have David, right? There, we're sort of just like jumping from one pocket to another. And I love all those individual moments. I think a lot of them are incredible. You know, really top notch acting, some great writing on top of it. But I felt like we we're missing a little bit of something between Joel and Ellie by cutting out all the mm-hmm. all the in-between mm-hmm. stuff. We're 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 they're stars of the show, but they're also kind of getting sidelined in favor of telling these other stories, which are phenomenal. They're like great episodes. Um, but that's something that was always in the back of my mind. And so at the end of this, I'm a little undecided whether or not the whole is greater than the sum of the parts for those reasons. Um, and plus what happened in the mycelium? They, they, they went out of their way to introduce this concept about mycelium and how you could wake up infected a mile away. And then it never, it never happened. It just happened in that, that one episode when they mentioned it and then never again so you know so there are quibbles like that where i'm like uh oh, this show is a great show clearly but there was there was room where it could have been one of the greatest i think uh, so i i got to dock it some points on 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 those counts but still overall phenomenal experience and you know i can't wait for season 2
2: <laughs> I'm you know what I'm just I don't disagree oh no I do disagree those
1: aren't po- <laughs> go ahead
2: look this is what I'll say about just the because most of the stuff you said I don't disagree with I will say the one thing I disagree with both y'all on is still the percentage of monsters and you know infected in the show what I'll say and again I don't and maybe there's a not t- I don't think 20% more but I am very happy to be in the camp of if they appear too often they just become boring action sequences that involves them just killing them not dying because we know for the sake of the story we know joe and i can get scratched so like that i'm glad they didn't go through all that because that to me would have gotten old quick of oh the infected attack they shoot they fight they just barely get it out all right let's keep it moving that would have gotten old to me like i appreciated that we got to see a bloater and the bloater cooked them people with soldiers and then that's just it. They don't kill it. It's not a boss that they beat. We just see that it's threatening. Like, I don't know. To me, I, that sequence alone sold me on how dangerous they were. And I didn't need to be sold more on like, oh, these things are threats. So I like that there's no, oh, we beat them in a fight or oh, we overcame this strong It's Like, no, it's just that's. It. There could probably be you. a few more infected. I don't disagree with that. I think season two sets itself up for probably a bit more, but I don't know. we'll see what they do. They might yeah. double down on just the whole vignette based story t- telling structure, which, you know, has its pros and cons. Well, let's wrap I don't it up disagree. There. What did, mm-hmm. Savon,
0: what should the people let us know in, in uh, the Instagram comments?
2: Yeah. Are you on the team? Yeah. It was Joel, right. Are you sacrificing? Are you not? Where do you stand on this trolley mushroom <laughs> conundrum? Cause we in the confidently we're wrong, cast. We are we are a house. We're divided. divided. Yeah. We are a house divided. West will let all y'all die, all of you. I would.
0: <laughs> let I'm one saving. Of y'all die. I'm
2: saving you
0: and Brian. I'm saving Kaya and Jen. I'm saving my parents and my sister.
2: Wes, if you save me and let the world, I'm burn, saving Z. I'm Just like bruh,
0: might be it. I'm saving Albert. Albert, I'd come I- save you in Taiwan. I'm saving the world by killing myself.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Let us know at confidently underscore pod Instagram. Hit us up. We'll be uh, we'll be back next time. Hopefully we're gonna talk about Mandalorian, Pedro Pascal Pedro. version
1: two. Homies, uh, what else what uh, else are we
0: gonna yeah. talk about? We're gonna try to talk about Plus.
2: cocaine bear.
1: Is that what you want God, to talk about? God, I, I don't know up, if we really are. <laughs> if
2: I end up seeing, tell us, it. tell us
1: what we should talk about next
2: time. <laughs> yeah, was well, hot in the street. That's the real question.
0: All right, Brian is. will update us on Succession. I'm sure he's going to be watching that. All right, friends. See you later. Bye bye.